We've explained at length in the last couple of classes of Tatanya. I'm not going to repeat myself, and this time I'm serious. Uh, about why we need love and what the different, and with Hashem, etc., etc. But just remember the bottom line is if you want to advance in your relationship with Hashem, you need to develop love of Hashem. We also explained at length last class, which we will not repeat, what is the most profound way to suscitate an emotion is when that emotion is born out of intellect. We won't repeat that. And then we finish the class by saying, but there are shortcuts, meaning you can have some kind of intellectual emotion or kind of like we finished last class with I, the difference between I love it or I love you and I like you, right? But we'll take it a step further and that this is class. There are two aspects on which anyone can meditate or give it even a basic amount of thought. It doesn't have to be a very profound thought like we explained last week. Just thinking and acknowledging certain aspects. And then, in a way, he will have a love of Hashem. And we'll start with the first one. We are studying, for those we're not really going to read it in the text this time, but it corresponds to chapter 43. We started chapter 44 already? Yeah, it, it corresponds to chapter 34. Can I have a look at it? It corresponds to chapter, yeah, because we started chapter 44. Yeah. Can I keep this? Because we're not going to read it inside anyway. So, chapter 44 explains two approaches. And then we'll also speak about chapter 46. The two approaches, which are easy approaches, are the following. A, there is a verse that says, Nafshi, you are my soul. Ivisicha balayla. I desire you in the night. Interesting. You are my soul. So, nafshi, my soul. Actually, it doesn't even say you are. It says, nafshi ivisicho balailo. My soul, I desire you in the night. And it's interesting because, so you're talking to yourself. My soul, I desire you if it's your soul. And even nafshi goes even a little bit further. Because nafshi can actually be my life. Nefesh could be vital energy. So, my life, I desire you at night, but that sounds like very narcissistic because then you're like talking to yourself. <laughs> I've ever told you that, right? The, the, nar- the best narcissistic approach to love is the love that I have for myself is mutual. <laughs> okay, that's messed up. But uh, okay, but still, like the person is running in circles around himself or herself. Okay, so. Like you have a whole minion just with that person. So, that, but doesn't that the pasuk sound like this? Not she, my soul. I desire you. It's your soul. It's your life. My life, I desire you. So the Zoyer explains as follows: that we are talking to Hashem. Not she here, although it says my soul. Actually, I'm calling Hashem my soul. Meaning, I'm calling Hashem my life. Meaning, you Hashem, since you are my life. That's why I desire you. So this is what he explains now to Tanya. There's two ways of going about love. We talked about it. 
that loving something or someone else takes a, an, an amount of, of putting oneself aside. But there is another way to come to the love of Hashem. Through self-love. Instead of meditating how to go beyond yourself and to attach yourself to Hashem that is a greater entity that completely is beyond you. And we also spoke about Avarabha last time where you completely nullify yourself. You can work it the other way around. Through self-love. And this is how it works. Every person likes their life energy. Their life's vital energy. And I'm, I'm on purpose not saying every person likes their life because if I say that that way, people can also understand that I'm talking to the life that they are living, meaning the, the circumstances. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking if a person likes this life circumstances, the life's circumstances. I'm talking about life, life, the energy of life, the vital energy of life. Everybody likes it. If you want to have a proof, no one likes to be tired. No one likes to be tired. Sometimes it's necessary to sleep less. And no one likes it. Why? So, so Alter Rebbe says, because when you're tired, it pains you. He goes in some kind of interesting psychoanalysis. He says, do you know why it pains you? Because you're basically, you're, you're, it bothers you that you're lacking life, vital energy. You want your vital energy to be 100%. Because you like when you are full of energy. Ah, oh, so you like your energy. Yeah, I do. So that's why you want to get enough sleep, 100%. Plus all of the other things, all other things that are not pleasant. Because I want my energy to be at its fullest. Where does this energy come from? Because not the heart, not the brain. The energy and the vital energy is what makes them be alive. But, well, the answer is not sure. You say, well, it's electricity. Yes and no. Because through electricity, you can maybe make the heart start off again. But it's not electricity like an appliance that it will have to go into it. Sometimes there's a heart stops and although there are attempts, numerous attempts to resuscitate it and there's enough electricity that is pumped into the body that don't touch the body actually and it doesn't work and it's not even going to be shown that the heart had a defect no. so why? I don't know it's life, it eludes us so where does this energy come from? so we know entirely, well this energy that's Hashem Hashem, Hashem is Chayim. Okay. So if E equals B and B, if, yeah, if, e, if A equals B and B equals C, so A equals C. If you love your life and your life is Hashem, so you love Hashem. Make sense? That's easy, right? It didn't take a long time to understand that. Since you love your life's energy, those words, and since your life's energy is Hashem, so you love Hashem. And just as you want more energy, 
proving you would like to sleep more. So if you give it some thought, basically what you want when you say, I would like to sleep more, what you're saying as a continuity of that, but it's, I know some say, well, might say it's a bit far-fetched, but, but in, 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 like philosophically it's not. You're basically saying, I want more of Hashem. When you're saying, I want to sleep more, you're saying, I want more of Hashem. Because when you say, I want to sleep more, you're only referring to a bodily function. You don't think of it in a philosophical way. Why? What is it so important? Because I want to be full of energy. Now, if you could have, so I want to be 100% energy. Hmm. You want to be 200% energy? Meaning, the person says, um, if it's legal, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, not if it's any illegal substances. But I mean, if it's legal, if I, if I can come to 200%, sure, why not? How much percentage of energy would you like to be? Well, well in truth, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put a limit as much as I can get, right? If a person can become super, super human. At a certain point, isn't it like you grow, you grow out of, there's too much life. As long as it body. can contain, okay. But meaning, if I could have, would a person mind if he would have so much energy that actually dozing off a minute would be enough? Imagine, you double your lifespan. Wow. Yeah, because half of our life we spend sleeping. So crazy. I mean, I'm counting also all the time that we're doing nothing. <laughs> I'm putting that in the same category. So half of a life been suspensive. I even imagine I could have so much energy that I like could just doze off for a minute. Okay, I could have I could do twice as many things. Wow, that's good. I actually actually could finish my degree much quicker. <laughs> like seriously, because if it's like online, you have to give in papers like woo, right? Like okay, did that, been there, done that. Okay, what do we do next? Right. So again, no substances allowed. Meaning a person is naturally just pumped. Really pumped. So basically you love energy. Now you know where you can find energy. Now again, you see, this is this, there is a leap that is done. The leap that is done is that know that Hashem is your energy. And although a bigger attachment to Hashem will not translate in physical more energy, that's the leap, you get it? There is a moment when you have to translate physical energy into spirituality. The person say, "Yeah, I wanted more physical energy, and don't necessarily look for more spirituality." Okay, but philosophically speaking, it's not consistent. Meaning, since you like your energy, you love your energy, and since if you only understand, and once you understand, it's not so difficult to understand that your energy is Hashem. So, in essence, you love Hashem that is already within you, and you would like Hashem to be even more within you. You're the one saying it. I didn't say it. So yeah, but I would like Hashem more inside me from a physical energy perspective. Say for the moment. Think about it some more. You'll see that physical energy is actually a very, very off product of Hashem. It's like one of the really outer layers. So don't define everything only by that. And that, says the Alter Rebbe, is an easy and straightforward approach to get to the love of Hashem. It also will need uh, thought 
and meditation and pondering this idea and really digesting the idea. There's no, like, can I, like, take a pill and it will give me love, Hashem? Nope. There isn't. But you can have a more, like, straightforward line of thought. That, yes. Why? Because basically we are, we are activating, oh no, not activating. We're going to use something that you have already. Self-love. See the difference? Is Ava Soilam and Ava Rabba that we explained last week is attaining a true genuine love of Hashem by putting oneself aside, by understanding the greatness of Hashem, right? So on the contrary, the this the pettiness of, of mankind and definitely of one person in regards to I want to be with the great. So we spoke about that last week. Here, but last week we also said that that kind of meditation, those kind of more lofty principles, sometimes cannot actually, it, it will not speak to someone because it won't be enough. Or because maybe he can't even follow up the thought enough, like we said last week, like a meditation, that it, he actually dives into it. So says Dr. Rebbe, okay, there's another way of going about it. Instead of giving birth to a new kind of love that, it, that completely goes beyond your person, we can work it the other way around. Use your person to get to Hashem. You have some kind of self-love, be it only love of your life's energy. That is a, that's a gift. No one can say, I don't think a person is going to say to his therapist, I don't like my life's energy. What does that even mean? You say, I don't like my life. Okay, this I get. You say, my life is so horrible that I would like to, my life to suck. This I can even get. But again, the person is not talking, I don't like my life's energy. No, I like my life's energy. I don't like my life. No, no, no one is going to go to a therapist saying I don't have enough energy. I mean, maybe because of depression, but on the contrary, what person is not referring to get it. Uh, anyway, so it's the mental state that weighs down on the energy. Again, I want more energy, so you do like your energy. Yeah, but my depression like weighs on my energy. That's again. See, so you like your. If I ask a person, do you like your life? Hmm. I don't know, 50-50, I'm not going into percentage, but it can go either or. I guess a lot of people might say, no, I don't like my life. David, do you like your life's energy? Yeah, that's, of course, why? Who's going to say I don't like? So, so you have self-love. Okay, so that's, again, I'm just giving you, I'm giving you the, say formula? I'm giving you the formula. Now you have to go to your laboratory and produce it. I gave you the, all, all the components, all the ingredients. It's not by reading the ingredients that it's going to like happen. You have to go and work on it. And if not, well, nothing is going to happen. So that one. Number two. What is the second way of doing it? So he's getting, again going to use something that exists already within us, which is the love that we have for parents because of blood ties because we are part of them not only because of gratitude 
not saying that it's impossible for a child to actually come to hate his parents, but that will usually only come if there was abuse. But if, was, if there was not enough attention or love, so it's interesting because the child is always going to be looking for love, right? But you see there is no... still, right? The child is still going to look for love. If you think about any other kind of relationships, if I don't get... if I don't have a... how do you say? If I'm trying to look for love, but there is no... Isn't, yeah, there's no one answering. Like, no one is receiving it. No one is respond, responding to it. So eventually he said, okay, bye-bye. I mean, hey, I'm not going to keep on ringing the doorbell. No one is home. Hey, no one is home. Just going to go away. But look, children with parents, even when they're adults, again, unless Chaz Shalom is abused, then it's completely different because it can come to a state where actually, well, actually love can become hate, but I'm not going to go into that. But then it's something else. It's not that children don't look for love, it's actually they realize that their parents hurt them. That is Hazrashon, that's worse. But let's say it's no, it's not abuse, it's just no response. Not saying it's cool, but that's what it is. Love of the child towards the parent is always going to be there. And the, li- the child is always, even if he's an adult, always going to look for it. his parent to, to look at him to see him, to interact with him. Why? So you see, it's not only gratitude, you get it? It's not only because, oh, my parents gave me so much. No, it goes way and beyond that. It's because my parents. You agree? Yeah, I know. Um. Go ahead. No, ab- I said abuse. Yeah, yeah. Abu- abuse is definitely going to cut the tie, meaning because the person will have self-preservation. I, right, I just, you just huh? What? Right. I'm like running on little sleep for a long time. Yeah. You did say that. Long. Yeah. No, self-preservation, hundred percent, because I can't keep this channel open if it's just going to hurt me. But if I mean, not receiving love back is also some kind of a pain. But it's not. It's not. But self-preservation doesn't have to kick in. I'm just disappointed that it's not coming back. But it's still going to be. It's maybe going to be less expressive because you know. Okay. Is that a form though of abuse? No, it's a different kind of abuse. As in, like, would. No, no. When I say abuse, I talk about actual, okay. actual practical abuse, hurting someone. What could even be an, an emotional abuse, like you say, it's emotional abuse. No, emotional abuse is like constantly belittling a person, constantly like, like crushing the person, okay? That is emotional abuse. And Chazr Shalom, it's physical or sexual, then let's not even go there. Okay, then it's completely like off the planet. But if it's just not enough love coming back, maybe disappointing, it can also hurt it's not something that self-preservation kicks in. Says, oh, I have to keep my distance from parents because they don't show me love. No, it's ridiculous. On the contrary. The child's, I, the child's attitude is actually go, always going to be maybe, maybe I have to do something else, right? I know. Maybe then... I mean, some people are very happy about the state of things. Therapists. Um, 
gives them a livelihood. But, <laughs> but no, true, because it could actually bother the person, like, what, why didn't my parent, right? But you see, the fact that it bothers only shows uh, how, how important it still is, right? If it's a stranger, I don't go to the therapist, I don't get lost, right? I don't need you. I don't love me, no problem. I was going to stand there singing, love me, please love me. Okay? I don't need your love. A parent, I can't say that. No, I do need. Get it? So, how is that going into the Tanya now? It's interesting. It comes to parent, children, psychology. Tanya? Who is your real father? Why the children who were raised and happy and balanced, again, not saying always, but why do certain children who were raised and completely balanced and have no problem, but they were not raised by a biological family. They were put up for adoption even when they were just born. And they loved their parents, which was their educative parents, so to speak. But they're still going to look for their biological parents. What for? Again, not saying they all do it, but what for? See, it's interesting, right? Because what is missing? You have everything you need. You have loving parents. They're financially well off. You're like, what are you lacking? I don't know who my mother really is. You do? No, I mean, I mean my biological mother. I don't know my biological. You see? It's like it's interesting, right? It's like, it's like insight, it's, huh? I think it's always that they're missing something. Okay, everyone's different. Sometimes I think people are just curious. It does go a little bit beyond curiosity. It does. Again, therapists are very happy about those people too. Right? <laughs> because it's like they feel that, yeah, I had everything, but like the fact that I knew that those were not my parents was like still kind of in some way messed me up a little bit. It's like I've always felt like I didn't belong like 100%. Like when someone finds out like a lot later in their life that they're adopted, right? That like if they never lacked anything it's, it right. doesn't really make sense right. maybe not being told no not being told that's what I'm saying oh yeah right but so like, maybe that's different just because it's not being told you know what I'm saying, like, why? like the, oh, secret the secret part, part of it. that right. bothered them like why didn't you just right. say I don't know again we're not going to go now into psychology of this and saying it's just that we can relate to this idea, this is what I'm getting to Antonio. we can relate to the idea that a person wants to find his true parent now necessarily the person who who educated him and in whose house he lived, my true parent so says Dalterebe well continue that line of thought go on Go on. You like your father. Who is your true father? It's enough to replace. It's like with life energy. It's not that love of Hashem will come and replace. Oh, so I love Hashem, so I don't like my life energy. No. It's the continuation of that line of thought. The same way you like your father and you realize that it's not necessarily linked to gratitude. It's much more than that. It's the need to love 
in itself, because it's part of you. So continue that line of thought. This is what is called in the Zoyar, the child that runs after his father. Or you can call also the child that clings to his mother's skirt. I don't know if there's an expression for that in English. In French there is. Holding the apron strings. Yeah, yeah, like, like, why don't you sit? If you sit down, you'll be able to give you to eat. No, it's this much, this desire. So true, it's much stronger uh, when a child is still a child. More a person is it, but even when a person grows up, even person as adult still needs acknowledgement, etc., etc. Okay, so those are two. You see two formulas that you can use, and the Alter Rebbe says either or. Try this one. You love your life, it's energy, and your life's energy is divine energy, so you love Hashem. Take it a step further. So these are the more basic models? Because you go inwards. It's more basic model. Why? Because basically, yesh is it's full of yesh, misha, oyev, in, it, in the strongest term. Like, in a way, it's always going to be boxed in by the person. This is not kind of a love that you can completely exceed yourself. Because it's like you're filling yourself up with love. But like, you're the vase. Get it? Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 100%. That's where the altar of a ghost for that thing. He says, okay, I have a soil of a rabbi. It's good. But you know what? Let's move on. If this is not something that's going to work for you, we still need you to love Hashem. Perfect design. As well, design. I need you to love Hashem because this is what is going to give stability to your Avodah Hashem. Two or three classes ago, then that's how we started. First class after Pesach. Actually, if I'm not mistaken, it was two classes ago. I think we only had three classes of Tanya. What? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Or maybe four. I'm not even sure. I know the first one I explained the principles of getting to become a Bainani and to that. No, maybe four. Maybe this is the fourth. I think it's class. the third. Yeah, maybe it's the third only. No, like the first class was on. The goal is to be a Bainani, but for that you need love. Second class is different ways of attaining love. The more profound way, the more true ways, the more... How do I say? How, how do you say the difference between official brands and like uh, count, counterfeit? Off brand. No, uh? Knock off brands. Yeah. So, you see, it's like those two Ahavas, I'm sorry to say, like Ahavat Olam and Ahavat Rabah, which actually give birth, those are the true brands. Yeah, but you can buy a knockoff, no one will see, and it's much cheaper. Yeah, you can, you can do that too. Doesn't work as well. Doesn't work as well, exactly. Yeah, it's true. That's exactly the same thing with Ahava. Let's say, I do want a phone. I do want something that I can surf and I can use WhatsApp, etc., etc. Yeah, well, this guy over there sells a off brand for $200. Okay, $200. I can do it with $200, is okay. Don't have $1,500, $200 I can do. But again, as you said, it doesn't work, there's no guarantee. And don't look for the vendor afterwards, right? <laughs> okay, it works. But again, it works, what it'll work. True? Agreed? But if the option is no phone, no. Now you could say when it comes to a phone, the person can decide, no, I'm going to save to have 
thousand, thousand five hundred, two thousand dollars I need. I prefer buying, waiting, and buying a real phone. I don't want to because for me this. So when it comes to a physical object like a phone, there might be a valid reasoning. It comes to Avodah Hashem, it's not a valid reasoning. Why? Because Avodah Hashem has to be here and now. Also, can you get to the other model if you don't have the first one? Yeah, because in Avodah Hashem, yeah. And even when you spend the $200, you still have them in your bank account. That actually would be awesome if that could really happen. <laughs> Meaning you can A, spend it and still have it. You get it? So, yeah, that would be actually quite cool. Or you can just, or actually, no, you already can... Once you have, you can give the phone back and get your two hundred dollars back, in. right? Like a full trade in one hundred percent. Okay, that. So why not start? You have two hundred dollars now. Take that phone. Meanwhile, you can always start saving, and once you'll have another thousand three hundred dollars, trade in and go to the next level. So it's not even like you're gonna miss out if well, you get it now. You, no, no, it, it's not. No, it's not that you like. Yeah, you 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 took to right or left, and that's it. Now you have to stick with your choice. No, it's the fact that you got it, and then now you in a year's time. Start like this. Start like this because why? Because Avodas Hashem is here and now. I don't have time to say when you'll have enough seichel, enough chokhmah, enough bino, enough das, and then you'll have a mid the pnimis, and then oh, and, uh, and, and and until then, it'll be a brach, as they say in, in Yiddish. Gonna be your Avodah Hashem is gonna be in shambles. Gonna no, I'm waiting to have enough chokhmah be nadad. So is it? Don't wait. Buy Avodah Hashem here and now, even if it's a off brand, even if it doesn't work so well, but it works. Take pictures. You can do, it works. So this is the Alter Rebbe says. Now the, the third one, and it's going to be developed in chapter forty-six, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. The third one, and with that we'll stop, then we'll take a Q&A. I'm less going to develop it. I'm going to mention it. It's, um, yeah, 46. It's reciprocal love. Now you tell me what you hear when you hear the words reciprocal love. That it's equal on both sides. Okay. The other person reciprocates. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But here we're talking about our attaining Ahava. So if I'm talking about I have to develop a love of Hashem, says the Alter Rebbe, well, you can have a reciprocal love. Well, maybe because there's like an underlying, like there's already this like overreaching out of Hashem's love. I, yeah, okay. Yes. Yes. You acknowledge how much Hashem loves you, and if you don't realize it with you, you yourself, what you can start talking about first, you can start acknowledging Am Yisrael. Going out of Egypt, the giving of the Torah, and so on and so on. Even if we might have some issues about all the choices that Hashem made. But we're still around to complain about it, aren't we? So something worked. It's like someone says, Doctor, it hurts. It's good. It's why good? Because you're still alive. If you're dead, it wouldn't hurt. It doesn't mean that we're happy that it hurts. But you're saying that Hashem always take, took care of us. Like a lot of people say, Are you sure about that one? Always? Like even 1940, 45? So what? You're still here to complain about it, aren't you? 
and we're here in Eretz Yisrael. Again, we might have issue with some of the tools or ways or choices. But again, who are we to have issues? But still, it's like actually, if you think about it, going back to example, parents and children. As children, we also have a lot of, can take up a lot of issues about educational choices, right? Being convinced that we will not educate our children in that way until we do exactly the same. Um, are we destined to repeat the same educative model as we received? Probably. I'm asking. I don't think so, because I think that we learn from the way that we were educated. In Only the- if we give it proper thought and we establish a clear-cut um, theory of education. But if we just have a general appreciation, eh, that's normal, that's not normal, but we don't give it actual, like, like it becomes a, a study, then yes, we will repeat. Why? Because instinct will kick in. And instinct will be based on precedent. Unless you learn books of education, you took notes and says, yes, no. Right? I agree with this, I do not agree with that. And then when it becomes an established, like, I don't know what word to use, like an established guidelines and principles, etc., and I really gave it thought, then yes, still instinct will be there, but my principles are, are going to go against the law. So, again, as children, we have loads of observation about educational choices. Right? At the end of the day, you think, okay, I'm still here. Yeah. Um, I think in Rabbi Kaufman's class, we talked about prayer and how I mean, we did talk about prayer. But he mentioned something like if you pray, if you say the prayers, then it's like you're, oh, if you say the prayer, just like stand then it's like God's hugging you. But if you say them with Kavana, then it's like you're hugging him back. And I don't, I guess, I, don't, I think it's more just like God, like, yeah, so like God loves us anyways, but like we have to get into that mindset of like... Hand over them. That is reciprocal love. Meaning, when you, you can love Hashem back if you only acknowledge and understand how much He loves you. So the Alter Rebbe says, you can start off this line of thought by thinking about Am Yisrael, the nation of Israel as a whole, that's one approach, and then you bring it down to you. Or you can also think about you, your own life. Hold the altar, but put, put them, huh? How do you tangibly like, feel how Hashem? That's, what, that's why actually I was going to say, truth be told, the altar, the, the main development of this, this way of, of awakening love through reciprocity. Uh, Deltere puts the main development and understanding the love of Hashem to the Jewish people of which you are a part. He actually doesn't talk so much about, he mentioned it, but he doesn't develop this idea Hashem just proves of love to you individually. That's not his main development. His main development is that, again, girls, you cannot, I will, it would be a, a fraud to even slightly pretend that because I discussed and I mentioned those three that okay we've learned it no you did not 
even the formula, truth be told, you have to read it inside. In chapter 43, uh, 44, the, the two approaches, of, which I call two approaches of self-love, so to speak. One, I love my life's energy, B, I love my father, I love my parents, which is also kind of self-love, because it comes from within, it's part of me. And the other one, which is reciprocal love. Loving Hashem because He loves us. How do you tangibly relate to the fact that Hashem is your father? Like, I mean, you could know that, somebody could tell you that, but like, how do you actually like, experience it? Like, what? Like, it's a mindset. It's a mindset. You just tell yourself that. And yeah, more than just telling yourself, it's understanding. Understanding why is your father your father? And what is Hashem? Where is Hashem in this context? And saying, well, actually, my real father is not my father. My real father is Hashem. Because, because Hashem is within my father. Even my father's existence and my father's possibility of giving birth to me is actually is as he is part of Hashem. So it's like Hashem through my father. So I basically it's Hashem my true father. Oh, so you're defining father as like someone, the person who makes you. And then you, again, like life energy, and then you take it way further. Like first I realized that my life energy is Hashem and I realized, yeah, but Hashem is way more than just my life energy. So wow, if I can tap into that, like whoa. It's so, so too. I realized that the real identity of my father is actually Hashem in one segment. Hashem is much more than just my father. So in truth, Hashem is my real father. Not taking anything away from my father. Okay? So those are the, the, the three approaches. And which one is it? Well, it depends. And it can be a little bit of, of the three, and depends when. And a person will have to see where it works. Now, I just want to finish with one thing, which is, yes, how you said you just tell yourself that. Well, yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a passage in chapter 44, where the Ratha Rebbe says you can even suscitate this feeling that Hashem is your father just by thinking about it and also by saying the words, Hashem, you are my father. To awaken that feeling. Ah, Tata So, for example, there is a, a Hasidic philosophy, which is Breslov, which puts a lot of emphasis on this approach of always talking to Hashem through the whole day and always saying Abba. Like talking to Hashem in like a really open dialogue all the day the whole day like everything and saying Abba Abba so, so in Lubavitch approach it, this is not such a central approach but it's also present it exists in the approach for example of the love if you want to attain if you want to go down that road of attaining love of Hashem by understanding that Hashem is your father, then one of the ways to do it is by uh, yeah, no, but by not Your educating body. yourself, by taking the habit, how do you say, by yourself. Yeah, accustoming yourself of, of referring to Hashem like Abba, Tate. So it's, it's it's like like you you start talking that way well it will also influence you because we work that way as human beings we are we, we are susceptible to be conditioned by certain behaviors 
That's it. So that's it for the classes of Tanya. I think we should stop this recording because yeah. not the follow-up is not going to be...